Did you know that 85% of your engine wear occurs at startup? Yes, that is correct. And this is where Lower the Friction comes in by putting a protective, lubricating barrier on all moving parts. This now gives you full-time protection to make your engine last longer, run smoother, give you better performance, and improved fuel economy. People across the country are reporting some very exciting results. Go to LowerTheFriction.com, place your order, and enter in promo code SOS to get 5% off of your order. That's LowerTheFriction.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secrets of Saturn livestream. In case you've been living under a tree and don't know who I am, my name is Jason Lindgren, and I am your host. My co-host, of course, every week is Wayne McCroy, who is here with us. And also this week, we have the great Baldini, and for the first time, Russian Vids, who I'm very, very fond of as well. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate that. Nice to be on with you for the first time. Oh, it's great to have you, man. Wayne and Baldini, you with us? Always good to be here. Yes, sir. All right, I hear everybody. Thanks for coming on there, RV. No, no worries. My pleasure. All right. Uh, So this is a a topic that has kind of bugged all of us, I think, from time to time. And it's how people can be insane about shill calling, finger pointing, saying ridiculously, absolutely over-the-top insane things about people trying to do things in the truth community. And let's just let's just be honest here. Everyone doesn't share the same viewpoints about everything. Newsflash. And it doesn't matter. The whole point is, are you really trying to do what you feel is right? And the four people who are here right now, I truly believe are trying to do what they feel is right. Doesn't mean we're all going to agree on everything 100% of the time. And I don't give a shit either. So there's my intro little spiel. Um Let's see. Where, where should we start with this? Who wants to take the first crack at like the craziness of shill calling and name calling? Now, one of the biggest, uh, it, well, probably the biggest person that gets a lot of accusations and maybe deservedly so would be someone like Alex Jones. We could always talk about that first before we get into some more personal stuff. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll say, you know, being at this for a very long time, um, you know, the larger your channel grows. Uh, the more views you get, you're going to have a bit of jealousy and people are going to be calling you names and calling you a shill and and make all these uh, claims without any real uh, hard hardcore evidence to back it up. Um, you know, this is just part of this is part of uh, being on YouTube. And here's the thing is myself uh, being a video maker for many years on YouTube, um, you can have people following you for a long time and then uh, say months go by, even years. And then one thing, uh, you know, maybe a viewer, you know, comes across that they don't agree with automatically or shill that happens, you know, so, but what it comes down to, you know, what a big thing with a lot of truthers, there are the, there are the truthers, there are the Christian truthers, there are the, the, uh, there are the non-religious truthers. So sometimes of course, there's going to be butting of heads among the whole, uh, so-called truth community between religious, non-religious and those in between. So it, there's always going to be that that issue and a lot of misunderstandings between the whole truth community. But the main thing is this, as long as we all can agree on that, you know, we're being lied to in a grand scale, and that's the, that's the foundation we need to work off and go from there, and that's how I see it. All right. Anyone else want to take a crack at it before I move the conversation forward? Well, I think um, 
I'll just say that, you know, it's it's understandable, certainly. I mean, you mentioned uh, Alex Jones earlier, and it's understandable in our community uh, that there are, you know, controlled opposition. I think that's that's fairly obvious. And then, uh, you know, we get suspicious and skeptical of almost everything. And I've stated before that even the, the moniker truth community is to some degree a misnomer and that uh, it's hard to tell often what the truth is, but you can certainly deconstruct the lies. And so I don't think it's um, you know unreasonable that we would look at some people and, and uh, determine that that's controlled opposition. But when uh, when there's uh, all, just all this you know sh- people calling each other shills, and certainly as RV mentioned, that you've got the uh, you've got those who are you know uh, Christians or some of as I call might be you know Christians in name only, and um, to those who uh, believe in a creator but they have trouble with the Jesus aspect. And and so you know it's often been said that a heretic is someone who believes almost. <laughs> same as you do right uh, and so it, it is a difficult thing and it causes a lot of division and i think um, it's a it's a great topic of discussion certainly one that may be a little touchy because uh you know i think each of us have been at one point or another uh accused of different things i know that wayne was accused of being what somebody completely different like he's, he's <laughs> some kind of actor i mean oh, that know, was ridiculous so, and as rv said the, you know the larger your your channel and your following grows the more you're going to get so uh, me being you know uh, fairly fairly new and having a very tiny little channel the worst i've been called as a bot <laughs> right so uh, yeah but but it's a it's a, a difficult and often um, frustrating situation certainly and i think it's a great topic of discussion right and to be uh to be 100 percent uh you know clear here uh, i was accused of being some dude on youtube that does astrology videos that i have no idea who it is so you know it's <laughs> it's one of those things no, like, I, do, I had to go look him up i had no stuff, idea who so. the hell this was i was like who <laughs> There Apparently were all these comments that I deleted. Us, well, the uh, main, the main issue here, I'm going to interject here, but the main issue is um, with the whole aspect, uh, specifically when I say Christian, that's, that's a very vague term. Some people uh, you know, don't attend church. They don't believe in churches. They believe in the Bible. Uh, some people don't believe in the Bible, but they believe in a creator. So there's, I guess you can say there's many different terms for, uh, for a Christian or a believer, I should say, um, in, in a creator. But what it comes down to is uh, when, it, when anybody, for example, a lot of us growing up, uh, we just go along with society, the styles, the trends, and it's like implanted in us, you know. Um, where do we learn um, how to dress and how to have our, for example, hairstyles? It all comes from TV. It all comes <laughs> from the media, you know. Um, after, for example, Top Gun came out back in the 80s, every, every boy wanted a, uh, a flat top haircut to look like, uh, one of those jet fighters from from the movie, mm-hmm. uh, or some might just you know watch you know see Metallica on MTV or Slayer and, and emulate that, and you know some would be like more like the Cure and just be more like that that type of um, uh, darker look. You know, just you know, basically what I'm getting at is you know we're a product of our environment, and sometimes it sticks with us longer than others, and we need to weed ourselves away from that. And, uh, you know, for example, and I, I don't want to get too detailed with this, but, uh, for example, someone might dig out an old photo of someone and might, you know, get, get a kind of a, a feel of someone based on someone's past. But, you know, what it comes down to is uh, transparency and letting people know, hey, if you have a question about me, I'll address it, you know, and that's, that's, that's the important thing is it's with all of us, we have skeletons in our closets, none of us are perfect. And we all have past, but it's, again, about being transparent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, man, if you want to know something about me, I don't think I really have much to hide. So uh, ask me. I don't care. 
Gentlemen, who wants to take it? <laughs> well, you know, the, the main thing is this, you know, and I'm going to be, um, you know, very, very blunt, like I said, when it comes to this whole situation with a finger pointing, um, you know, anytime something is like along the same lines as the people that run this world, people are like freaking out, you know, that's what it comes down to a lot of the times. Uh, you know, if you have tattoos, like anything that resembles like the so-called quote Illuminati or Freemasons, then you're going to be looked at sideways, you know, or doing anything that goes along with what they do um, really uh, raises red flags to people. And uh, again, that's where a lot of issues come up. Yeah, I mean, my own personal style, I'm a huge fan of the 1960s, a uh, little bit of the 70s as well. I mean, that's where I pull it from. I like the long hair and, and I like uh, velvet jackets and just the, if you saw my guitar collection and all that sort of thing, that's just what I'm into. I like that sort of music. I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. I love the Beatles. Despite all of the things I know, and I have this this thing with, with Crow, I'm like, hey, man, I can still listen to Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and Pink Floyd despite what I know about the manipulation of the counterculture movements. And I can still enjoy the music. I just pull myself back, enjoy it, especially from a production standpoint because I'm a studio engineer. I'm, I, I like doing uh, recording engineering and all that kind of thing. So I appreciate the innovativeness that was going on at the time, pushing the envelope to get away from the older uh, where they could barely do anything. And as the technology changed the decades, uh, the great Baldini and I have talked about these things as well. And I know he has an appreciation for music. So, and that's it. I mean, I just, that's the style I like. It's the kind of, you've heard some of my music. You can definitely hear that influence and that's that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I spent, you know, uh, better than four decades in recording studios, recording engineer and designing recording products. But uh, I'm going to pick up on where RV, you know, talked about, you know, the differences, again, between um, those who believe in a creator and those who are, you know, more religious, that sort of thing. I, I think there is a, you know, I, I have <laughs> said more than once, right, that it's, uh, um, <laughs> you know, only 99% of Christians that give the rest a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that the biggest obstacle to Christianity are Christians, right? It's so much so that, um, you know, I, I don't even, I just say labels are for soup cans, right? I, I follow uh, what I would call. Oh, I, would, I like that. I, I, that I that works. <laughs> Right. I say, I, I mean, I follow the way I try to do my best to, to follow the teachings of Jesus. And, um, you know, that that's that's pretty much it. The rest of it, from from the way I read it, he did a uh, uh, made a very specific point of getting rid of re religion. Uh, that's pretty to me, pretty well indicated by the rending of the veil between the holy and the most holy place in the temple top to bottom during. Uh, during his crucifixion, which would indicate that the, uh, there's no longer a, a need for an intercessor, you know, besides uh, him. So for, from my perspective, right, that's that, that's as far as I go. But I'm not very evangelistic in my views. Again, I, I'll explain them, but I'm not trying to twist anybody's arm. Uh, but I do see a number of people, for example, who uh, seem to want to take it upon themselves to uh, call each other uh, down. Uh, I see this, for example, another uh, guy in our community, Rob Skiba, has a lot of people. He's gotten sort of into the, what is known as the Torah movement. Let's see if it's going to allow us to do something. They didn't take my channel out that I'm aware of. So let's hope YouTube is going to be nice. Oh, 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 oh. Well, it looks like it's streaming on the YouTubes now. Yeah, but Everybody out there on the YouTubes hear us? All right, give us one second. Let me make sure this goes through and they don't just yeah, pull I don't it see again. It yet. I, don't see it. I don't see the stream yet. There's about, I don't see it now. It's about a 30-second lag somewhere I around there. It, RV. Okay, I'm going to refresh right now. Yeah, give us a second there. Ba -ba -boom, boom, boom. That's all right. Looks like we're on. All right, Hooray. ladies and gentlemen, we're just gonna pick up where we left off. And uh, 
we were talking about divination and that sort of thing. So, all right, Baldini, pick it up there. Well, I'll pitch it back to RB. I think the conversation we were talking about, how this all got started, was a conversation that the three of us, um, McCroy, Langren, and I had uh, about a particular person who was uh, claiming that you were into wizardry and witchcraft because specifically of a – I think they saw Rose doing – something with tarot cards uh, and RV had comment about that. So I'll pitch it yeah. back to RV and thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it was basically about Rose having someone else on doing tarot cards. I don't believe Rose had anything to do with them uh, themselves. It was a, a guest that was uh, explained tarot card symbolism and, and all that. And uh, again, this to the, again, we're, like I mentioned earlier, there's the different branches of truth. There's, there's the uh, the religious, non-religious, the believers, non-believers, and people in the middle that you know are not too concerned about that aspect. Um, a, a lot, or not, I should say a lot, but there's a few uh, that were really concerned about that and dealing with the you know the supernatural, uh, the demonic side of of the tarot cards. So this is um, what raised uh, red flags with with certain people. So just yeah, just address that. Um, that, 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 that was basically, uh, what was brought up, uh, when YouTube went out and we're talking about that. And of course it was on D live as well, but yeah, that was basically the subject that was, we were discussing. When okay. We were and then, so I was, um, I had started giving kind of my, my take on, um, th- these sorts of things, whether it's tarot cards or I Ching or tea, re- tea leave reading or entrails or, uh, casting <laughs> lots. Right. Mm. Ghost it, testicles. Um, yeah, well, well, yeah, hey, whatever it takes, right? Keep rolling the bones uh, as you will. So th- these are things that have long been used as uh, forms of divination across cultures, right? And um, there is a specific place in the Bible that warns against divination and witchcraft and that sort of stuff. And uh, But on, but, but in the same hand, right, um, uh, it was common practice amongst the, the Israelites to cast lots, which is a form of divination, as well as the ephod, which was used by the high priest, was specifically a form of divination, right? So so here here we have kind of this, um, a little bit of a quandary there. It almost seems like a, a hypocrisy, which is what we were uh, talking about, you know, the title of the show, right? It's hypocrisy and finger painting. I mean, finger pointing, right? And so, but my view basically on the on tarot and this sort of stuff is that um, there there is an observable interconnected us yet <laughs> all right Are we i back? think that is on all right looks like we're on again third time's a charm yeah exactly all right guys we're gonna try again and uh, it is what it is if they yank me again head on over to d live it's just gonna be d live crow triple seven radio all one word okay if you want to be part of this we're gonna keep it going on d live uh like we have been the whole time it's crow triple seven C R R O W seven 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 radio all one word. That is the D Live channel. So let me, all right. Let me see if this is all running properly again because it doesn't like it when you do stuff like this. All right. Looks like D Live is up. Hello again, D Live, and all you wonderful bears over there. Rawr. All right. Roar. <laughs> this has been grisly, right? That was bad. I know. All not, right. Jokes aren't so... going to get any better. Not not up to this point. Um. Okay, so we, All right. we want to pick up where we left off. All right, so uh, let's see. I think we got cut off where uh, I was trying to explain uh, the interconnectedness of all things and that we have this dichotomy between 
um, scripture saying that uh, divination is uh, bad, uh, don't do it, uh, but there's specific divination practiced by both the high priest and uh, amongst the priests generally uh, within um, w- within the Torah. So uh, there's a little bit of a juxtaposition there, but, but when it comes to looking at these sorts of things, whether it's the tarot or I Ching or any of these things, uh, my, my perspective on it is that um, it comes about as a result of this interconnectedness of all things, and that um, whether you want to call that the luminiferous ether or whether you just um, uh, the collective consciousness, however it works. Slow down right? a little I'm, bit. Uh, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> okay. I was trying to. I was just trying to recap and get all this back. So, um, it, you know, it could be a result of um, you know magnetic stuff and how uh, whatever the cause. It does seem that uh, much like when you try to look behind a veil, my my experience is that it's it's a bit like looking through glass bricks, right? You can you can sense that there's perhaps motion there. If it's uh, if it's light, you might be able to sense that there's a person or two people there, but you can't see very clearly. And and under different conditions, if it's nighttime, it's it's more difficult. But um, a person who becomes uh, trained and accustomed to, to reading these things um, might be able to get a, a bit of uh, insight into what's going on simply by the way um, these interconnectedness of all things. And now here's the problem, I think, right, is that when you begin to look to these sources rather than the creator as the source, then you open the door, many people do, um, to influences that are mm, less than less than um, good, right? We'll say malevolent. Well, we can even say uh, demons or what have you, dark forces um, that, that can begin to influence these things. And so if your primary goal is simply information. If you're just trying to look for information, and if that's your, let's say, your um, your living, right? You read the tea leaves, uh, then you're going to be looking for that information, irrespective of its source. And that's where I think some of the problem can come. And if, if people uh, again worship the creation rather than the creator, that's where the problem is. I don't necessarily think that uh, that the interconnectedness of all things as was created by the creator is necessarily a bad thing. And in fact, uh, he used um, uh, these sorts of tools like uh, the aphod and the high priest used that or casting of the lots. They used these sorts of things um, in the context that they were instructed to by the creator. And so I think that, yes, while these things can be and often have been a tool of those who uh, maybe influenced the wrong way. Uh, I, I think that, like most things, in and of itself, it's a tool, and how you use that tool. So, is a gun bad? Well, it's a tool. It can be a life-saving tool, or it can, or it can you know, I mean, it can take life. So, it, it has largely to do with intent. And I think this is true with many things. For example, the sky clock, as, as Crow describes. Um, you know, we get into astrology these days, and, and most people uh, from a Christian perspective would say that astrology is uh, misleading. And yet, it was put into place by the Creator. And He said right there in Genesis, right, that these should be for signs and for seasons. Uh, so specifically signs. And, and the, uh, the Magi that came and visited uh, Jesus when He was born, uh, they had been watching the stars, and they were, and uh, Abraham was an astrologer. And so uh, these things, again, largely deal with context and intention. And so simply calling somebody out and saying that they're uh, demonic or worshiping Satan uh, for having any interaction at all with uh, the sky clock or symbols or any of those things, I I think is, um, again, is a misjudgment. And um, I think from my perspective, uh, if you're going to follow Scripture, it specifically says, uh, don't judge your brother on those things. It's it's not your business uh, how the creator leads somebody else, right? And if they're exhibiting love, uh, then that that's an exhibition of, 
who they are. And I know Jason personally, and I, I've never met uh, more loving people than, than he and Rose. And, and so that and I've certainly met people who claim to be Christians who are assholes. Uh, so uh, to that end, um, again, I just say uh, you, you know them by their fruit. Uh, and if the fruit is darkness, then take it for that. And if the fruit is light, take it for that. You know, if I could jump in here and uh, and I'll say this. Now that was very very well stated. I'll, I'll say this. You know, over the years doing this with Truth on YouTube, and the reality is this: the majority of people, a lot of people on YouTube, there's a good amount of of, of shows on YouTube. So the problem is, uh, everybody is under a microscope. You know, myself. You know, I get people. Um, this is, you know, I'm going to say it. There's people that, um, that I work with and we get arguments. They, they wonder if I'm a Freemason or a shill, that type <laughs> of thing. So, you know, uh, during, you know, on Skype conversations, because they get upset about this or that, you know, so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of paranoia. There's a lot of that going on. But I think the main thing here is, is we're all being uh, transparent, getting this all out there and there's nothing to hide. And I, and I say this, this is the best way to, to, to put it out there is don't trust anybody. Trust the information they provide. That's proven. Absolutely. Absolutely. You I mean, know, I've said over and over, don't, don't listen to me. I mean, I would be very disappointed if people took my word for stuff, right? I mean, you're just exchanging one belief for another. At that point, you're taking somebody's word for it. Go go look it up yourself and use discernment for crying out loud. Exactly. And here's the thing is, listen to everybody. Even the people that are, quote, shills, they have some good information. Take that. I said this horrible analogy, but it's like going to a buffet. Take what you like and leave the rest. You don't like the uh, string beans? Leave it there. Take what's good and just don't just just don't swallow everything someone says. You know, just watch everybody, listen to everybody, and have your own discernment, and you won't be deceived if you just use your own mind and uh, taking the information and uh, and process it properly. Then you'll be fine. Wayne, I think it's your turn to chime in before I go off on a on a tangent. <clears throat> Do right, you want well, my soapbox? Uh, yeah, I'll take the soapbox for a minute. Uh, here you go, my friend. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, there is a lot of this division within this uh, quote-unquote truther community, and a lot of it does fall upon uh, you know the more religious ideals per se. There are uh, a lot of Christian truthers and stuff out there who mm-hmm. uh, tend to look at certain things and say, "Oh, that's that's bad." You know, and and this is the whole Bobby Boucher's mother in the water boy kind of thing. That's the devil. It's uh, like you know, <laughs> be playing the foosball, Bobby Boucher. That's the devil, and that's the kind of uh, stance that they take on these things, just because uh, they've never really looked into it. They just know one or two scriptures or something in the Bible that says, "Hey, don't do this," but they never take the time to look at it or uh, you know study what the people who practice it believe and that kind of thing. And that that's kind of and, – and this was tough for me, guys, okay, because I'm a born-again Christian, all right? I've been a Christian for a good long time now, and uh, I've been, you know, through the indoctrination of the church and stuff like that with this stuff, and I, I had kind of this same stance for a while. But here's the thing, okay? Uh, the Holy Spirit called me in this direction, and – if anybody who's out there who's religious, if, if you're a Christian, you know sometimes God calls you to do things that you're not so comfortable with doing. And I knew uh, when I started like looking into this stuff that uh, you know it was going to be like one of those things 
that's really uncomfortable for me to do as a Christian because I did, it had been drilled into my brain over and over again. Oh, the occultism, that's evil. That's the devil. That's bad. Uh, you know, all of this stuff, this esoteric stuff, it's bad. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Be afraid of it. Don't go near it. Don't touch it. A Christian should have no part in that. Well, here's what I came to discover through time, okay? The only Christians that are fearful of that stuff are ones who have a very weak walk with God, and that is something that uh, you need to know. So if your relationship with the Lord is that weak that you're afraid to look at information, to read something, uh, that says something. I mean, that that just shows indoctrination on your part. Preach it, Brother Wayne! And that's how I came to the understanding that uh, religious religion is man-made dogma based upon uh, these different ideas, like these different spiritual ideas. Like Christianity, the way Jesus laid it out, it's totally different than the way that it's portrayed by the organized church. Like seriously, uh, there's, you know, you have to read it and interpret it yourself. So... And that's one of those things. I think we explored this on on the show we did Sunday, too, Baldini, where we had talked about uh, how uh, Jesus actually said in the Scripture, in secret have I told you nothing. So there's no secret. Like, the priests and stuff and and the pastors at these churches, they don't know anything different than you do. So, like, why do they have the authority— to tell you what to believe that this is telling you. And that's the thing. I mean, it's open for interpretation because it's been translated through so many different languages, and every time you read the Holy Bible, you'll find something new in there that you didn't pick up on before. And this is a personal thing, and this this goes back to the personal relationship with God. So anybody who claims to be like a uh, quote-unquote Christian truth or, or whatever, that's all well and good, and I believe their intention is good, and they want to live the most holy life they can. But uh, sometimes you have to look at this stuff. If you want to understand who your enemy is, you want to know what he believes, what yep. his tactics are, what his tools are that he uses. So it's not a bad thing to know about this stuff. And that's where Christians really drop the ball because they're just, oh, don't look at that. Don't talk about that. Agree. I agree. Run away. Yep, run away. Y'all agree 100% with that, Wayne. You know, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, when When I dealt with a lot of this stuff, exposing a lot of these things, they're saying, why are you looking at that stuff? That stuff is evil. You shouldn't even be looking at that stuff. You're supposed to expose evil. Why not? I mean, that's just ridiculous that people would say that. And that becomes part of the programming. You go to the churches, they sing a lot of nice songs, they ask for your money, and then you got to go home type of thing and water down a truth, biblical truth type of thing. So I, I agree with 100% what you're saying, Wayne. Not to cut right. you off, but very well no, said. No, that's, that's fine, and yeah, I, I agree with you there. That is our mandate, and that's actually right in the Bible. We're to expose evil where we see it. And uh, that's the thing. Just because you and I see it in more places than your standard average Christian would, because they're not really— looking at it because they're afraid to go look at it then you know we we need to bring these things into awareness and and that goes for anybody i mean even if you're not a christian let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater here there's a lot of value in the bible and the scriptures and there's there's so much truth i mean this encapsulates all of human experience in one book uh when it comes down to it so you could relate to so many different things in the bible even if you're not a christian 
and uh, you could garner some truth out of there. And once again, this comes back to the whole thing where, you know, the buffet analogy you made. Uh, take what you want. If you don't like it, throw the rest out or whatever. But uh, don't, like, lose the intrinsic value that's there uh, just because you don't necessarily subscribe to what the church has tried to shove down your throat for years because mm -hmm. the organized church is a control system. No, no doubt about that. It's all you know, man-made dogma that they push. You, you know, Wayne, I'll, I'll just jump in here real quickly and I'll say I take a different approach than a lot of people when it comes to uh, believing. You know, I show the evidence and people are like, for example, flat earth. You show, you talk about the flat earth and the evidence and how it matches the Bible. That will get people to look at the Bible and see it for themselves. Then they'll dig further. This is my kind of view on it. Uh, the more you push something on someone, the, the more they're going to push away. It's like if I invite someone over for uh, dinner um, and I put a plate of food in front of them, I say, you better eat this. They're like, they're going to push it back. Like, why are you being so, you know, like uh, forceful? You know, put it, put a, put a plate of food down. Say, hey, if you want to have this, you want to sample it, that's fine. If you don't, don't worry about it. They're more likely to try it, more likely to, you know, to give it a try. So that's the same thing when it comes to uh, anything. You got to be, um, you, you got to think with your mind and not just be so forceful and let people uh, look at it themselves, and, and, and again, I think it's it's technique and, and how we approach things with people that's more successful. I, I, I truly believe pushing things, uh, ramming things down people's throats is is the wrong approach. It's you got, we got to have a technique to how we do it. Oh, that Absolutely. almost never works. RV, I, I, I agree, and I've often said that you know since this is um, a relationship, right, uh, that that nobody became uh, a Christian or, or found their creator because they lost the argument. Right. And that's yeah. just right. That's not the approach. Right. It's, a, um, it, it's by, you know, uh, it, it is through your goodness. Right. That your kindness is what brings you to, uh, you know, to just what brought me to him in the first place and why I have a relationship with the creator, because he, he, he is the definition of love. It's not a, a spiritual, you know, cop with a radar gun. Uh, out to get you, right, and to, and to toss you into hell. That's that's not the person that I've come to know. Um, so uh, I just really quickly before we move on, I want to uh, give a big shout out and happy birthday uh, to Don and formerly Hip. Yes, um, absolutely. So birthday today. She's all over. Happy birthday, Don. She's totally serious, super supportive uh, of all our channels, and uh, she's a, she's an awesome person. So thank absolutely you, Absolutely is. Happy birthday, Don. Sure. Happy to have you as always. Everything you do. And now, uh, Jason, I know you've been wanting to jump in here. I, I, I can see you just sitting on your seat, <laughs> wanting, wanting to jump in. So uh, now, now that us um, uh, Jesus people have had our, our moment, <laughs> praise the Lord, jalapeno. Well, uh, throw down some gravy, gravy Jesus. That's right. <laughs> so. I think anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a dedicated Christian. However, I pretty much do follow what you would call the Christian tenets. I, which I boiled down to this, by the way, before I move on. Don't be an asshole. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Be cool. Be thou not an asshole. Yeah, and that's how I am. I try to be cool to everybody. I'm super open-minded. I don't necessarily agree with everything everyone says, but I go by my own instincts and what feels right to me. And being super churchy and, and going to every Sunday and that kind of thing just doesn't feel right to me. I don't care if anyone else does it, whatever makes you happy. And this isn't even talking about like the whole organized religion aspect, which of course is a control mechanism. But as far as what your person's own personal spiritual beliefs are, hey, whatever works for you, I'm cool with it. Just don't hurt anyone else. That's the way I look at it. So that's that's my, my loose spiritual notion. Like I'm very spiritual. I, I meditate. I, I feel like I can communicate with a higher power in the universe and, and all that. And that is what I do. That's I feel that there's something to it. I just don't anthropomorphize it. I don't put labels on things. That's just not the way I work. 
if, if something came down in front of me and said, hey, this is the way it actually is, I'd be like, oh, cool. Well, that's nice to know. So that's that. And that's the way I look at it. Now, um, and, you know, and in the spirit of transparency, I mean, I can say, you know, I, I used to actually be, um, in addition to being a worship leader, I was a teaching pastor at a, at a church for a period of time, and you know, I will say that um, some of the uh, some of the people who seem most far away from a, a relationship with their Creator uh, are, are those who grew up in within the Christian church. They have a lot to unlearn, and it's very difficult. And as you know, Crow often says, "Belief is the enemy of knowing." For some people, they simply cannot um, examine their beliefs and where they came from uh, deeply enough to let them go to even find the truth of the Creator. It's uh, I, I find some of those people are the are the furthest away, and it's it is sad. Right. So I mean, that's I don't know what to say. Like like when RV asked me about tarot cards and things like that before, I don't give a shit about anything like that. I don't I don't care. Again, I don't even think necessarily that divination is a horrible, evil thing, but I'll tell you one thing. I've seen a lot of spiritual stuff, and you better watch what you try and tap into, especially if you're weak-minded, because I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. I know that there's more to this universe than the physical, and that's why I am very careful. I'm also very strong-minded, so... Like things can't yeah. take me over or affect me or things like that. Like the one thing I learned, it's why I was good at martial arts. Like anything like that, it's like you have to be very certain in your identity. And this actually really links into what Wayne was saying earlier about having your own personal relationship with God. Well, I do. I just don't label it the same way as very serious Christians do where they, they have very strict names about, okay, this is what this is. This I just don't do that. Uh, I don't have a problem with anybody who does though. And that's that. Now... Everything comes back to, in my opinion, intent. Intent is everything. No symbol is necessarily evil. I mean, they have evil connotations. People have done some bad things with it, for certain. But no symbol, no number, anything like that is necessarily evil. It's all about the tent behind it. Now, I'm going to take a moment to rehash a, a story that's been told a zillion times about my friend Crow777, who is my my, uh, my co-host, my, and I'm his co-host, We've known each other for years. I've known him in person. He's a great dude. And guess what? He's not evil for using 777. Do you know why he uses 777? Let me tell you a quick story about the 1990s. A lot of people used really stupid monikers back in the 1990s. His is his name, his birth name, that each have seven letters. C-R-R. That's as much as I'm going to say because I'm certainly not going to tell anybody his real name because you want to talk about a guy who's gotten a lot of crazy shit thrown at him. It's that man, and he doesn't deserve that. He's a good dude. But that's it. That's what CRROW777 is, and he likes taking pictures of crows. He thinks they're cool. He likes them. Uh, he, he thinks they're very smart birds. He's always wanted to have one to raise since he was a baby. So that's that's it. That's it. There's there's no yeah. bullshit Alistair Crawley stuff behind it, like all this nonsense that people go off about. None of it. And why does Rose use it? Because she's part of our team. Rose is the third member of the Crow group. There's yeah. actually three Jason, of us. Yeah, and if I could just jump in here, and I apologize, is I see, um, and I mentioned this in videos, you know, about Aleister Crowley's book, uh, 777, and other cultic writings. Uh, the 777 in, in Jewish Gematria is order out of chaos. But again, it's about intent. Just like uh, if some, someone's a farmer and they have they have goats, they have, um, say, some uh, pet owls, uh, you know, in in their home or in in their barn or whatever. It doesn't mean they're they're demonic. And basically, <laughs> you're giving not. the people, it, it, yeah. It, you're, you're, what I'm getting at is this: when we placed a lot of emphasis on goats, 
or for example, black cats are so-called being evil. And I have a black cat. doesn't mean I'm a, a Satanist. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the thing is this, um, you know, unfortunately people kill these poor black cats, God's creations because of the so-called, uh, you know, Illuminati or, you know, Halloween, the, this creation and, that, and this nonsense over God's beautiful creation. Right. And this is, this is, again, I said this a million times where these people have not created anything. This is God's creation and all they can do is steal. And, and, and they're basically, you're giving these people power like it's theirs when they don't own it. They don't own it at all. They don't own any of it. Right. Right. And I mean, evil does not I, create, by the way. Evil just twists. It destroys. And by the way, yeah. before I forget, there's something I'd like to say about Aleister Crawley while it's on my mind. If you look at what Aleister Crawley really is, really was, and Crow and I did a whole show on him, the guy was a fucking loser that nobody wanted anything to do with. Even the bloody Freemasons didn't want his stigma of his nonsense attached to them. That's saying something. I mean, yeah, the guy did a lot of crazy esoteric shit. He probably was really smart, but he was a fucking weirdo who just wanted attention. He just happened to do it in a very twisted, bizarre way. That's not to say he wasn't doing anything. I think he was probably tapping into some serious bad juju. But in, in my opinion, looking through his whole life like we did, the guy was a loser. He was he was a, a wanker who wanted attention, and he got it. Anyway, Baldini, it's all all you. No, I was gonna, uh, and I think that's been proven. He's been idolized after his you know death and made yeah. into something that yeah, he absolutely. wasn't. Uh, but you know, and again, I, I don't want to again beat too too hard on the on the Christian community because again, uh, clearly I, there's a lot of people, lovely people that I know um, who are in that community, and I love them very much. And I mean, again, I, I followed Jesus. So, uh, but I will say that I have seen within the the church community specifically, right? If you go and looking for a boogie under every bush, you're going to find one. Um, you know, and, and the same could be said about people who go looking for shills everywhere. If you if you think you're going to look for a shill that, that everybody is a shill, right, you're going to make them out to be that. And, and confirmation bias comes to you. And so everyone that, you know, if you go looking for a thing, if you're looking for red cars, you're going to see a bunch of red cars. Um, <laughs> so but especially when you're dealing with things in the spiritual domain, if you go looking for darkness, uh, darkness will come to you. Right. And, and distract you from seeing the light. So, uh, again, I just always encourage good discernment and you're never going to go wrong, you know, by by seeking out the creator. I, I once uh, had one of these very, uh, you know, very hardcore Christians ask me how I was doing. And I, I just said, I'm, I'm pretty Zen right now. And they got really upset and go, oh, that's <laughs> for the devil, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? You know, I just like, you know, meditate. And they're like, oh, meditate. That's horrible. Right. And I'm like, OK. They're like, when the, we're in the darkness, that's when the demons come. And I'm like. What is wrong with you? What happened to be still and know that I'm God, right? And that shut her up. Uh, but, uh, right, right. I mean, they often don't like it when you know the scripture uh, better than they do. And, and again, I have a background in this. So um, I, I'm just saying, again, use good discernment. But whatever you go looking for, if that's your focus, that's what you're going to see. And I certainly see that uh, many of us who are in this community that do a lot of research, it affects us by beholding you become changed. So when we see all this darkness and these pedophiles and this gross stuff happening, it's hard to look at it sometimes, right? And so you got to have a break, and I have to, uh, you know, back up a minute and make sure that I've got my foundation I'm, and I'm looking toward uh, beautiful things and, and to light uh, to keep me away from the darkness. Just this my heart, so I, it doesn't hurt so much. This is bad stuff we look at, guys, and um, there, there's a lot of bad people out there, uh, and they want to do bad things. 
But there's a lot of good people out there, too, and, and many of them in his community. And so we need to begin lifting each other up and uh, encouraging one another uh, and, uh, again, not tearing each other down or or uh, getting into big fights because, you know, somebody uh, doesn't believe the same things we do. If, you know, people get butthurt about Jason not going for mud flood. I mean, I think there's more <laughs> there than Jason than Jason does, but we don't argue about it. Right. I don't try to convince him because what's the point? Right. I don't want to argue with him. Uh, I can't prove any of it. I just go. I think there's a there there, uh, but I don't think it's necessarily the. Um, the narrative that's being told by some people. Right. So, uh, I, again, I just, uh, you know, again, Wayne and I, we both we both look at Christianity. We have different approaches about things, but we don't argue. I, I don't agree with everything that Crow says either, but we're good friends. I mean, I love these guys. Right. And so uh, I think it has much more to do with what we have in common uh, and, and who our common enemy is than, than what we have uh, separating us. And if we can keep in mind um, you know, again, if you know them by their fruit and look at what's happening in this community, you'll find the people who are stinky, right? And you'll find the people who, who are not. And so uh, I stand by, you know, Jason and Rose because they're not stinky. I mean, that's what I got to say. That these, these four people in our, that we're talking tonight, other than me, maybe, maybe I'm a little stinky. You know, don't, don't, don't put a trust in me because you'd be very disappointed. I'm fine. I'm just a regular guy, right? Uh, yes. I got, you know, I got all kinds of skeletons in my closet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Baldini. But no, go when it comes down to it, we're just we're just regular people. Um, you know, no one again, we're being lied to on a grand scale, just trying to figure things out. That's it. And, you just nailed it, my friend. You know, yeah, thank you. And and that's that's what it comes down to. And and uh no one's beyond correction, uh, myself included. I mean, I do research and um, this is the problem with a lot of people they get they're like, you know, they're, they're, it's a lot of ego involved. You know, they they, they make claims. And they're they're very firm with it, and they're so sure of themselves. And once it's debunked, they're like still stuck on that because their you know their ego won't let them come to the truth. So we have to be uh, fluid when it comes to truth. With new information, it's okay to come to new conclusions, and that's very very important. One thing I want to uh, mention because I go on for a bit too long at times is one thing about Crowley I find interesting though, um, as I touched upon him that symbol that he uses. Um, the, the multiple crosses pointing in different directions, four directions. It's a sign for Baphomet, and that's used currently by Grand Sovereign Commanders at the 33rd degree. So they, some might say, you know, they looked at Crowley as a crazy man. I'm sure there's some Masons that do. Other Masons look at him in a different way. It's just like people in truth, as we are, we have a different perspective. So um, a lot of people like to maybe group uh, groups. Group truthers as oh you follow you're a truther so you must be a fan of, of David Ike per se <laughs> as an example and, or anybody yeah and you know we're all individuals and if you're a Mason or non Mason we're gonna have all different views and and the thing is this we shouldn't we shouldn't let um, differences because again no two people agree on everything it's just it's just impossible as long as again we're on the same course uh, of of finding that truth and searching for truth and. And that's that's the foundation of it all. Right. Well, what you're talking about there, RV, is uh, what I call box thinking. It's like, well, if if you look at this, then you must be into this. Like you said, if someone's a truther, you must yes. be into David Icke. What the hell does that mean? No, I don't think everyone's a yeah. fucking lizard. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's where they they strawman you. You're oh, yeah, you're exactly. You're one of those people. So you you believe in Planet Draconia and, and aliens and. They, they love to like strongman people all the time. And, and basically what it comes down to, a lot of people that are not involved with truth, they're just parrots. They're just parroting uh, what they uh, were taught in school, uh, the mainstream media, history books, things that never been uh, verified to them. 
and they just push it. And again, this whole world, the biggest issue in this world is ego. And there's people that yep. have not looked into anything at all. And I've, I've talked to people that are so sure about what they're told through uh, in science or uh, mainstream, whatever. And I asked them, what have you questioned that the mainstream media has put out? And they give you a deer in headlights look. They, they don't know what to say because they never done it. They never they never took the time to look at anything. They're just like, oh my gosh, I just saw this in the news. Yeah, the Can parody. You believe it? And they just they just they're just pushing it because you know I'm well informed because I watch CNN or I watch Fox News or whatever station they listen to. To them, that's research. Watching the news, give me a break. You know, one of the biggest things that uh, I want to get into, at, at, if, if, whenever we're done with this part of it, is the insanity that goes on even in the flat earth groups. I mean, that's just <laughs> the shill calling, the insanity. And it's like, hey, man, do you ever think that maybe that just see inconsistencies that you want to question? Like, I don't even call myself a dedicated flat earther. I say, and I think this is about as intellectually honest as I can be about it. I see massive inconsistencies with things that I have pr done with my own eyes, mind you. My own equipment, I have used cameras, I have done things like this, and said, hey, I'm not sure if I should be able to see that. So I have questions that I, have an uh, that I want answers to, and I think that is about as straightforward and as honest as I can be. And I'm obviously cool with it enough that I, I gave a presentation at a Flat Earth conference, and I was told it was one of the best ones there, which was very flattering to me because I didn't think I was that good. But apparently they liked it, and that's great, and I'm happy about that. But this this whole thing that we've been talking about, I, I really want to just get people to stop pointing fingers, stop shill calling. Like, I don't know anything about Patricia Steer very much or Mark Sargent or any of these people. Why do we have to say bad things about them? I mean, they they, they all seem pretty nice to me. And I just, well, you know what? I'll, I'll just jump here and say this. I've had, um, you know, four or five uh, podcasts with Patricia Steer, and I said, you know, flatly, pun intended, look, I've never met Patricia. Um, if, if, for example, or, or Mark's, I said this to Mark too. I had him on a, on, a, on a live stream podcast. I said, if Mark Sargent is a shill, or if I'm a shill, again, take the good information, leave the rest. I think what it comes down to is people just want to swallow all the information from one individual and not think. And again, take take a little bit from everybody, and and that's what it comes down to. And I think that the main issue is this: is we all we all grew up watching the news and and, and parroting it at a certain extent. Age, um, and some broke away uh, sooner than others. But the bottom line is, people just get lazy, and they just want to take information from someone else. And as researchers, uh, researchers such as myself, um, I never do that. I I'm always looking. That information, trying to break it down, and a lot of people sitting back uh, are waiting for that research and just regurgitate it. And we all need to do the research, um, and that's what it comes down to. Just don't uh, sit and listen to a podcast and just like swallow everything. Just you know, if, if I say something, well, I got to verify what I say. If I if it can't be verified, or take it with a grain of salt. That's well, this is – and RB brings up a, a really great point here, and, and I think this is, um, you know, again, evidence that we we have all been taught in the indoctrination centers to to look at the uh, sources authoritative, and then you can take everything they say as gospel. That's certainly not the truth, and, and, in, and in part, one of the reasons why I have kept, you know, pretty much my anonymity uh, is because I didn't want people to look at the source and discount the information. I think the message is far more important than the messenger, and, and we can even look at this. For example, I've said many times that uh, e even controlled opposition 
you know, uh, traps don't work without bait. And so even if we uh, agree that, for example, Alex Jones is probably a controlled opposition with, uh, you know, the, being with uh, Ted Turner and, and with, with that whole organization, nevertheless, about 90 percent of what he says is, is accurate. Now, he, he acts like, a, like an imbecile uh, to make it, you know, discount it and so it's not credible. Uh, but that doesn't mean that some of what he's saying, in fact, much of what he's saying, isn't accurate. And this is where discernment comes in. And this is why I continually say, don't, you know, don't trust me. Don't don't listen to 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 it because I say it. Right. right. All I'm doing is I'm going to bring it up and, and give you an opportunity to go look for yourself. And 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 that's what I would hope people do. So if you uh, look at the source as authoritative. Uh, and so many people want to put people up on a, on a pedestal. I've seen this with Crow, for example, where people, oh, they will follow and, and listen, and, and they like everything he says till he says something they don't like. And suddenly they hate it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a liar. It's like, well, no, he's not, just because he doesn't agree with you, right? What, what, <laughs> what is that, that right, that, that you have to get butthurt uh, because he doesn't agree with your views? Uh, you know, or, oh, he's ignoring me, so he's not going to tell He's not telling the truth. Right. He's afraid of it. Come on, people like really grow up. I mean, I get I, I don't want to be like that. But but there are so many people who get um, they get so tied in and they want to idolize someone to, to give them all their information. And as RV says, when they're lazy, they just don't want to go out and research it themselves. And much of the stuff is out there. You just need good discernment and some discipline to go look for it. Yeah. And, and a huge thing is, you know, you could show someone the objective truth. and They'll, they'll still deny it because what happens is. If they admit that one piece of information you're showing is the truth, it's going to open up a can of worms. Now they got to do a reset and question everything. They can't go there. Absolutely. Uh, again, their ego, their ego, especially when you're so far down the line, someone is heavily invested. For example, someone walking around with a NASA shirt or they're a big uh, SpaceX or NASA fanboy, and they they come to the conclusion that, you know, again, the ego factor is – and I said it many times, ego is the biggest enemy of truth. The mm-hmm. ego is the biggest, and that's, the, that's what causes problems between people, uh, you know, in, in school, the bullying, uh, every, every facet of life, the competitiveness uh, on the job, um, every, a lot of people are out for themselves. It's all about the ego. So ego is, is one of the biggest enemies of, of mankind, and that's yeah. how I see it. Pride, right? Pride, yes. Even better, yeah, even better say pride. But, yeah, they all go together, and, and again, moving forward – uh, um, with all this, uh, with everything we're talking about, I think this is a very productive conversation. Uh, Touching upon uh, again, uh, pointing fingers, and, and we're all being transparent about uh, experiences we've had. Hey, there was a uh, there was a poll a poll on this one uh, YouTube uh, channel uh, top ten shields. I made number one, so <laughs> you know. So this is part of it again. When when you when you uh, you know you're, you're involved with this for a certain amount of time. Um, I've been covered uh, on the on the mainstream. They didn't call me. They didn't use my my name. They didn't say Russian vids, but they use clips from my videos. When they see that, oh, he must be a shill. So <laughs> that's just part of it. Again, that's that's just part of it. When you get out there, specifically, um, was a certain event in Connecticut um, that was covered in, in a documentary in, in Australia and ABC News. They used my audio from a podcast, and then they they come to the um, conclusion. That I'm I'm part of it. I'm I'm a shill. So, again, you know, the more exposure you get, um, the, the more you're out there, the more fingers be pointed your way as well. So, what it comes down to, if you're gonna be part of truth, you got to have really thick skin. That's one thing I learned. Yeah. Well, well, hey, if you're getting your shill checks, can you tell them to send me mine because I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm still waiting for mine, you know. You know well, what the I'm hell, sure man? I mean, for shills, we got to be getting paid. Yeah, man, that's the funny thing. Is I, I wait, always, a minute, I always, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shillin gets paid? You, you get paid for being don't, a don't, 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 don't tell Wayne. Don't tell Wayne. Yeah, it's, like I said, hey, there are. there's going to be um, – they want to control the narrative. Like I said before, uh, many times in the past, yes, when it comes to, um, for example, guys like David Icke, when it comes to the CV – uh, so-called bug. I'm gonna be careful with how I word it. Um, I don't want to have any issues. Um, he came out uh, saying a good amount of truth because they want to control both sides. They want to control, of course, the, the narrative on the mainstream and the alternative. Because if you just have people like us uh, speaking the real truth, we can get a good amount of followers. So they have that that London real and David Icke, where he's, he's putting out a, a good amount of information. But people are falling for the same tricks as well. Um, where he does, for example, David Icke will do three or four presentations that are spot on. Then the fifth is just filled with disinformation. So it's like a big uh, a rat trap type of thing. Well, again, with him, is it that he's doing it on purpose or is that just what he thinks? I don't listen to enough of his stuff to really make a decision on that. I mean, he seems like a nice enough fellow, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's he's certainly w- w- known worldwide, but they they mess with him a lot too. Like he can't go to certain places. They've ha- he's had to cancel uh, shows and things like that, like presentations. But of course, the opposite side will say something like, "Well, that's to make it appear like he, he's really a good guy and uh, and playing for the right side." So who knows, man? Like uh, you can't win those arguments unless you've got definitive well, proof. It is what yeah, it I'll, is. I'll say this. I'll say this again. You know, take the good stuff from David Icke. There's some good stuff, but the disinfo say, you know, I would just say, hey, David Icke is speaking some real good truth here. This, huh, that's just nonsense. That type of thing, that's where people should go and, and not be a cheerleader for, for anybody, really, and just take the good information again. Not to be repetitive, but definitely take the good information and everything else. Just to throw it to the wayside and, 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 you know, be your own person and don't be, uh, you know, anybody shouldn't be a parrot for any so-called true speaker. And one thing I want to mention, too. Going back in time, how you know I, I see things and how I see things now compared to how things used to be. I remember being in school, and, and you, you you have a, a teacher and a student uh, going over something that was discussed in class, and the, and the student wants to debate the teacher a little bit about something. And what they always happens is they always go back to the textbook and they say, let's let's see what the textbook say. Let's let's refer to the textbook. Then they they look at it, they they pinpoint what it said here, and that's fact. Not to be disputed because it's written in this book. So this is the problem. It hasn't something that's that's pinpointed in a book, but is it proven in reality? You know. So that's the major issue with society is is let's run to um, the mainstream media for the truth. Let's let's go to a, a school textbook for the truth. You know, we Wikipedia. Need, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is you know, uh, it doesn't matter. Here's the thing: is too, if it's mainstream media, alternative media. A Wikipedia, a YouTube video, truth is truth. If it's proven on any platform, it doesn't matter because obviously nobody uh, owns this, owns any any truth. Uh, obviously, the mainstream media doesn't own it. Nobody owns it. It's for everybody. Well, you know, there's there's two things about human psychology that's very very interesting that I always tell people to keep in mind. One is that they're extremely tribal, and two, a lot of people like to hero worship. So depending upon where you're falling in between those two lines, you, you see odd behavior come up that if you're trying to be objective, which is what I try to be, I'm, I'm sure I fail at times, but I try to be objective about everything, you can see a behavior where you're like, huh, that doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Like, 
Alex Jones, again, is a great example. I used to listen to him all the time. I, I even met him briefly. I walked up to him and said hello, and he was nice enough. Uh, I mean, after a while, you just start realizing things, though. This is the big thing is your discernment should be everything. And, of course, not everybody is as dialed in as others, but you have to be able to look inside. And I don't care what your religious beliefs are or spiritual beliefs, whatever you want to call them. You should be able to dial into yourself. You should be able to get in touch with your inner thing. And maybe you won't know everything, but, man, if something really stinks on, like, a spiritual level, you should be able to pick up on that, you know? Yeah. For crying out loud, I used to think Art Bell was dishing it out, man. I mean, I know, still listen to the, Art Bell on occasion. The, I'll put on an old one because 90s, he's – yeah. From the high desert. I love that voice. He's fantastic. He's yeah. the best ho- talk show host who ever existed. So, I, I uh, mean, I used to love that stuff in, in the 90s, right? And so I thought I was really getting something. But, I mean, th- this is what, again, I'll say is uh, what we've you know all said. And I put it this way. Just eat the meat, throw away the bones. You know, and RV was saying, you know, before Alphaline, before we started, even the first time. Right about how the larger his channel got, the more trolls he has to deal with, and you got to have a, a thick skin to, to do this and to speak your mind. And um, I, I had a very wise person, you know, once say that anytime you turn on the light in the darkness, you're going to get some bugs. And uh, I think that's certainly true. That anytime that you put truth out there, you're going to get pushback for it. And so yeah. uh, for me, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't realize that, you know, I wasn't really doing anything until I started getting thumbs down on my videos. I'm like, hey, I've, I've made it. <laughs> Right now, somebody disagrees. Right, so uh, anyway, I'll just I'll throw that out there. That, you know, if you if you turn on a light in the darkness, you're you're gonna get some bugs. That, that's all. Yeah, yeah and yeah, and I, I had my share of bugs, and and I and I told the story off off um, offline about you know the, the experiences I've had over the years uh, uh, dealing with with trolls. They get vicious. Um, they 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 try to dox you. Uh, get family members, you know, that have nothing to do with truth whatsoever, uh, attacking, you know, innocent people. Um, and, and one one instance I found very creepy um, was living in the Bay Area, the, the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I received a, a voice message from an Oakland Alameda, uh, Alameda uh, uh, police officer, um, actually sheriff, I'm sorry, it was a sheriff, um, saying how he's a, a big fan, this, this, and this. He wants to talk to me. I'm like, this is kind of creepy. I didn't <laughs> give this guy my phone number. He's calling me, leaving me a, a message, this and this. And what happened was three months later, there was this uh, so-called Oakland uh, warehouse fire. Um, I've covered this extensively where it was just a bunch of nonsense. It wasn't covering the mainstream media, but there was um, all these people that supposedly died in this warehouse. And literally, um, you can get uh, uh, you know one of these uh, – uh, fire hoses, because that's how close the fire, a fire station was from this warehouse. Again, not reported by the mainstream media, uh, under 100 yards. Um, and, and what happened was, to get back to the story about this about this a sheriff uh, from Oakland, Alameda County, um, he was leaving creepy messages, but I was calling it a hoax. He goes, I could bring you to the morgue and show you the dead bodies. You know, I'll come pick you up. All this crazy stuff. <laughs> and I actually had to call the police on the police <laughs> and uh, he lived i found out he lived in a, in a different uh, he didn't live in that actual uh, county he lived uh, one county over and i had a report but this guy would not stop it was non-stop and literally i found it was it was actually it wasn't just some regular uh, bozo it was actually someone um that I, I actually tracked down on facebook and he was posting on on their uh their their official page all this stuff and the guy was following me for a while, but again, what it comes down to is 
he was obviously uh, given heads up. They're going to have the psyop, and they they know <laughs> I cover them all. And uh, basically, he's trying to persuade me, obviously, not to cover it or who knows what on the initial phone call three months prior to this so-called uh, warehouse fire happening where people died. Um, and yeah, just crazy things like this has happened to me. Just, just uh, really insane. Of course, uh, with, with my channel, um, I've been covered literally on you know from ABC Australia, uh, France 24, and events there. Uh, Daily Mail in the UK covering the so-called uh, London attacks. Uh, you know, New York Mag, all, a lot of these media outlets, an Orlando radio station about SpaceX. You know, I, I have a lot of coverage, so. You know, again, you know, over the years, you, you just learn to kind of roll with things when you're you're being attacked, and uh, definitely you got to have a thick skin for it because uh, the closer you are to the truth, you're definitely uh, going to be attacked and heavily at times, and that's the unfortunate thing. And sometimes you got to take a step back and recharge your batteries, lay low a little bit, and you come back. That's what I've done several times too, and that definitely helps. Well, I know for sure, RV, that uh, I can speak for a lot of people. Uh, that we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of good info from you over the years, and uh, I, I told. Um uh, I told Rose, and, and you reminded me of that before we started, uh, I had told her, yeah, when I first started listening to RV, and again, this was, well, like six, five, six years ago, uh, I was like, man, I thought this guy was nuts. And then, <laughs> and then I started looking into what you were saying. I'm like, oh, holy crap, he's right. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, good, yeah, good stuff, man. And, and again, I just say I appreciate your work, and I'm sure I speak for a lot of people. When I say, uh, you know, you got a lot, of, a lot of love for you in the community. and uh, uh, Keep doing what you're doing and, and hang in there for sure. Thanks, brother. I'll, I'll say this real quickly on, on the subject, not to go on too long, but doing this for for so long, you know, first really looking at things deeply when YouTube first started in 2005 and my first channel was 2008. Um, the conclusion I've come to is over the years is not, you know, it didn't happen overnight that basically if it's spotlighted, it gets 24-7 coverage. It's their creation. Yeah. And um, it, it didn't come to that conclusion overnight. But again, I, I put my neck out there for a lot of things. You know, the first one to make, um, you know, video on the O.J. Simpson case, uh, the, the Rodney King uh, so-called beating. It wasn't even Rodney King himself. And that it's a long story with that. But they're basically just like uh, with this George Floyd thing. They're putting these things in motion. And again, it's really um, when you're new to this, it's you. a lot of people want to sound like credible to your friends, to your, to your uh, uh, sleeping friends. You don't you just harp on things like 9-11 or or uh, the moon landing, and everything else is real. Well, it goes much further than that, as we know. So it's it's a long journey to truth, and it doesn't happen overnight. And that's the thing is you throw too much at people at once, and they just shut down. And, again, you got to, you know, it's like school. You just don't you don't cram. I hate, hate to use this analogy with school, but you don't cram, uh, for example, a first grade to eighth grade, um, you know, in, in a two-hour conversation, three-hour conversation. It's literally you got to go to school for this. you got to do so much research, um, hours upon hours. It does it, take time, yeah. It, it takes time, and you definitely, um, again, you have to have the thirst for the truth. If you're just, uh, you know, you're pushing truth on someone, they're not interested, You're. it's like bouncing a ball against the wall just comes right back at you. you got to see someone that's interested. You could throw, you could plant some seeds. And hopefully, um, you know, they'll, people will respond. But some people, you just they're just they're not attentive to get it. They're just yeah. not meant to get it. And, and they're it's like it's like a it's like a broken car. After a certain point, you just got, you just got to throw it in, in the junk heap. It's done. And that's certain people, unfortunately, 
uh, they're beyond repair. And this is certainly revealed in the, the study that I'm doing currently, the, the awakening study, uh, where I've, you know, I've been asking people different questions and um, uh, getting some information from them using some data analysis tools to see that uh, there are some people who are more predisposed uh, to waking up than others uh, and a statistically significant uh, sample. So, um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting study. I've been doing this for almost six months now. Uh, of, of taking this stuff with uh, over 350 participants now in this study. And um, it is interesting that some people uh, are simply just predisposed. To they, they simply want to get external validation, and they're never going to look for the truth. I mean, even again, when I first uh, came across URV, and again, I thought some of the stuff was crazy, but I took the time and looked into it myself, right? It, it, was, the, it was the information, not that you said it or, or that you didn't say it, right? It was that the information itself stood on its own. And, and I, you know, I've said before that um, you know, truth does not uh, fear investigation uh, right, or discovery, but it, it delights in the spotlight of inquiry. And so yeah. if it's true, right, you need to, to look into it. And it, it behooves the person to spend their time to do the diligence and, and look. And that's the only way you're going to come to truth is to go for it on your own. Nobody, Nobody's going to get drug kicking and screaming. Yeah, and the, and the blinded mind cannot see. You know, that's the thing is the indoctrinated mind and the preconceived notion is so strong and, cer- and so many things. And, and people, you know, again, the ego, the pride. And there's these people that they think they have a good bearing on things and you explain things. They look at you sideways and – you can see the anger, and I'll give this real quick story about this um, uh, this one neighbor I have. Um, he's an engineer, scientist, you know, all these all these things going for him. Um, I was talking about flat Earth, and uh, I could see, you know, explain a lot of details about perspective, this, this, and this. But the bottom line is, well, I was explaining to him, he was getting really, he was, I could see he was like get, getting like a little irritated or something by his facial expressions. Then he goes. I know the earth is not flat. He goes, you know why? Because I'm a scientist. I said, oh, great. You're a scientist, huh? Can you give me the dimensions of this ball earth that you believe in? Can you give me the radius, the diameter, <laughs> the circumference, the, the amount, the speed, uh, you know, uh, of the orbit, how, you know, all these things, how fast the sun is. And I said, do you know, and I, and I got down to, do you know the radius of the so-called ball earth? <laughs> and he couldn't answer anything, but he was so sure. And that gets to, that gets to the point of, of a lot of people, you know, that are, for example, they're very proficient in their job, uh, if they're a computer program, whatever they do, but they don't even know the basics of what they're told. But they're so sure about things they don't know the basis of. And that's that's dangerous to me when you don't know the foundation of things you're not sure of. You know, you're so supposedly so sure of, you don't know the very basics. And what it came down to is when I told them the uh, radius was under 4,000 miles, supposed the radius of the ball earth, He's under 4,000 miles. He goes, that's not true. I said, look it up. I'll bet you 100 bucks. He walked away. And, and to make a long story short, he walked away all upset and angry. The next day, I was in, uh, in my front yard watering the lawn. He pulls up in front of his house, and he walks up to me, and it was very pleasant, very nice. Flatter conversation was brought up. But what happens, I know he realized, he Googled it, he found out he was wrong. Uh, I was right about the, the radi- so-called radius. The dimensions were given and he was so cordial to me and it's like wow even though i don't believe uh the earth is flat this is something i didn't know and this guy basically proved me wrong and he was very respectful to me and again the conversation of flat earth wasn't brought up but he was very nice and it's his way of saying sorry without saying sorry wayne i'm so. pulling out the crowbar do you want to get in here um yeah, I would just say that the important thing we need to realize with all of this, once again, we'll fall back on the same thing, discernment. 
Okay, everybody has to have their own discernment. Whenever they're looking at any of this stuff, uh, you have to have your discernment about you to understand what is good information and what's bad information. And uh, here's the thing, okay? Even a broken clock is right two times a day. So (laughs) even if there's people out there that are shills or disinfo, they put out some good information sometimes. And I'll I'll go back to the old uh, William Cooper line. Listen to everything, read everything, listen to everyone, but don't believe a bit of it unless you could prove it in your own research. And that is good advice. That is good advice yeah. for anybody like looking into any of these type of topics. So, you know, I, I mean, we could look around. I, I think we could all agree there's wild inconsistencies in how everything is described to us. Bingo. We see, you know, we see trouble at every turn. We, we see we've been lied to on a grand scale about just about everything that there is. And when you actually dig back to the foundations of where these things come from, you find out a whole lot of interesting stuff that you never realized before or even thought about for that matter. Like uh, when you go back to the the roots of uh, where our civilization came from, uh, you know, what we know about the modern world, about quote unquote science. That's another thing that that really gets me is everybody because science, that's their answer. Okay, yeah, science. Did you ever do any science? Did you ever look at any science? Do you understand how scientific method works? Yeah, do you know what the scientific method is, right? Right. Right. Do, yeah. do you know that the Big Bang theory is it's it's a theory, and you know what? It's 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 provably wrong. <laughs> like if you actually use real science or scientific method, you you could prove that uh, this could not possibly be. It's not repeatable. It's it's not observable, and it, it's it's it just boggles my mind. But people will always go to that go to because I believe science. Uh, you know, not some. Well, not because I, I watched a video on YouTube, you know, and they, they like kind of use that as like the, the to downplay anything that anybody in the truth community has to say because, OK, well, oh, you saw it on YouTube. Well, well you could go back with the counter argument to them. Well, you saw it on TV. So what's the worst thing there? You know, yeah, right. they want they it both ways. Denigrate or authenticate the source, right, as being uh, whether or not the material is valid. And, and that, again, is the problem with most people. Uh, they've been taught to to take the authoritative source uh, as legitimate, and, and if it's a source, you know, again, a crackhead on the street can tell you the truth, right? I mean, they they might tell you. In fact, it's often been said that you know, if a if a man tells you that you're ugly, he's just mean, and if a woman tells you you're ugly, you're jealous, uh, she's jealous. But but if a kid tells you you're ugly, you ugly, right? I mean, <laughs> that's some right. people some people that's great tell you the truth, right? Uh, and so it doesn't matter the source. Uh, right. Even in scripture, again, even an ass can talk. Right. Talk to Balaam. Uh, so so if an ass, if a donkey can talk and tell the truth. Uh, so, again, you, it takes discernment. That's that's the point uh, is that those in a suit are the most likely to lie to you. And those on the street are most likely to tell you the truth. And yet uh, we have our world turned upside down because we were taught uh, to to respect and, and in fact, uh, idolize authority uh, and to, to model them. And the, and the people who are now in authority, the reason that they get there is because basically they're psychopaths. They're willing to do whatever it takes to get power. Uh, and that's absolutely not the people that we should be idolizing or emulating. 
uh, clearly, right? And this is what one yeah. of the things I, I love about the person of Jesus, right? It was power under versus power over. It, he helped and served, and that's why people loved him, uh, because he was there to love them and not to tell them what to do, right? And and so uh, this is, again, my point why I, I try to exist is to uh, share with people uh, love. And this is you know, why I explain to them if they want to know about spiritual things, I'll tell them what I, what I see, but I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. Who am I to tell anybody you know how to be? Um, it's nonsense. And so if anybody's telling you with certainty uh, anything, especially of a spiritual nature, I, I would say, you know, again, absolute certainty is the imminent domain of frauds and fools. Right. So, uh, again, tr- trust your heart and listen closely to the creator. It's a still small voice. Uh, but if somebody tells you with certainty that they have it as an authoritative source, you can pretty much guarantee uh, that's going to be a lie. Yeah. One thing I, I would mention, too, we're talking about theories. And this is the funny thing is. Uh, the, the the mention of you know for example uh, you have gravity the theory of evolution you have the string theory the theory of relativity these are all theories I guess if you throw them all together it becomes a fact and that's the funny thing is it reminds me of this one a uh, professor or I should say scientist uh, Sylvester Gates and he said in this one presentation about science he goes you know people have the wrong idea of science and basically. Uh, science is really not about truth. It's about you know it's we're, we're exploring things. We're, we're based on theories, and and that's the uh, the wrong notion people are getting about science. And I have that 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 clip. And he's a very well known uh, uh, you know public speaker as well, t- talking about science. And and that's the problem is again the word people. For example, there's one guy that has a video talking about uh, globe versus uh, flat Earth. He just keeps saying the word gravity because haven't you heard of gravity? Gravity, and he just repeats gravity, gravity, like 15 times trying to be funny about it. I'm like, just, you know, conjuring up the gravity is only a theory. Yeah, and that's the thing. Again, you know, this is this is the problem with people is, um, uh, you know, mainstream is they'll just ridicule you. They won't they won't have anything to actually back up uh, what they say. They'll just call you a nut job. Oh, you're crazy. You should be locked up. And that, those kind of comments. And very rarely will you have, you know, a conversation with these people because what happens is they know they can't have a rational conversation and all they have is a name calling because, again, sure. they don't have anything else. Well, that shows insecurity. It's the last resort of a lost argument. Yeah. Right? It shows <laughs> that they've got nothing to stand on their own. But these people who just want to ride the coattails of others, I mean, what are they doing? They're standing on the shoulders of other people's work. Whether that work is actually accurate or not remains to be seen, but – that's all they're doing. They're like, well, the, the scientists said it. And I have, again, this is scientism. This is what we've talked about so many times. This is a belief system. You know, I'm not saying that all science is wrong, but what I am saying is that people just have this just unshakable belief in things just because someone in a white lab coat said it. And I'm sorry, I'm calling poppycock. Yeah. Well, I look at this simple. Whatever science says, if it can't be demonstrated in the real world, obviously it's not science, you know, and it's that very simple. They must, whatever they say, uh, they must do a scientific uh, demonstration. For example, uh, you know, water sticking to the bottom of a ball, side of a, side of a ball, um, you know, it's never been done. It's just, we're told this happens. Here's the thing about, you know, not to harp on the flat earth thing, is this. This is the problem with people, or people, a lot of people in truth can't get on flat earth because the horrible stigma. I totally understand. I totally get it. It's it's so uncomfortable to go in that direction because you got to be the biggest idiot in the world if you believe the earth is flat. And that's done on purpose to keep you away from the truth. Well, sure. Most 
of the things that I that seem the craziest. Uh, once I look into them again, see, seem like there's the, there's meat there, and so uh, they they teach you uh, that those things are just so crazy, so impossible. Uh, that you should never look there. And I often will tell people if it seems nutty or if they tell you, if they laugh at you, that's a good reason to start digging. Well, there's, there's many things. I'll just throw one thing, not to harp again on a flat earth. Just for example, you know, we can see uh, a Venus and we can see Mercury at night and they're, they're in between uh, the so-called ball earth and the sun. So how can we see these two so-called planets at night, at night, you know, uh, alongside with Jupiter when they're, you know, they're ba basically behind us, you know, close on, on the side of the sun. There's a lot of things that, you know, that science cannot answer for this. You know, they'll make up, they'll make up, they'll make up excuses, but literally this should not happen, cannot happen. And also to seeing the Big Dipper 365 days a year um, should not happen with the, the ball earth on uh, during winter and summer on being on the opposite sides uh, of the sun. With oh, there are, there are so many problems with, many, with the heliocentric many. model. It, it falls apart. I mean, again, I couldn't – I thought it was crazy when, when I first looked into it. And it took about 10 days for me to you know, finally go, there's so many problems. It, it just falls apart. Uh, and then since then, uh, there's been you know many dozens. And uh, J Jason, I owe you 10 bucks, man. Uh, you were right. Uh, RV and I wouldn't shut up the whole time. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, yeah, Wayne has I, said 10 <laughs> words, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I'm really bad. I'm, David Weiss knows it. If David Weiss hears us, he's going to be laughing because I go on and on. I apologize. These guys cut me off. So goes, hey, RV, shut the hell up. Let us get in. Let's get a word in. I know what you're like, and I brought you on anyway because I really like you and I respect your work it's and all, all that. It's all good, guys. Thanks. Don't worry. Jason and I belong to a support group. Jason and I belong to a support group for knowing you guys. It's yeah. all on and on and on. Yeah, uh, there you go. Right. No, I, I understand. I, I, I know that my um, loquacious and verbose uh, tendencies and uh, propensities uh, precede me. So, um, We're getting yeah. the first rule of uh, <laughs> <laughs> club. Yeah, well, I, I, I want to jump in real club. quick. Uh, Someone's talking about the corrosive effect. Uh, you know, here's the thing is, uh, you know, there's this whole fraud where people are doing these experiments, so-called experiments. They, they're holding these tubs in Ecuador. They're supposedly on the equator. And they're they're bringing their their tub to one side of the equator, the opposite side, and you know you have to pay attention to how they're doing. It's basically fraudulent when they're on the um, the actual equator when they're doing this. Supposedly, um, the water's still, and they're just dropping like those rose uh, rose leaves, and it goes straight down. Now, when they're pouring the water, look how they're pouring the water at a certain angle to help that you know the, help the momentum. Of, of the drain to go in a certain direction. And yeah. also in Australia, it's well known that the toilet, the toilets, when they flush, they're just positioned differently. And uh, there's a lot of nonsense or people yeah, just- If the yeah. shape of the bowl and the direction of the water goes into the bowl, it's the only thing that causes it to go down a hole in a vortex in one way or the other. It's the shape of the bowl and the direction and the momentum of the water, that's it. It has nothing to do, with, there's no motion of the earth. <laughs> uh, it's been disproven over and over again. Yeah. Uh, go all the way back to Michelson Morley. Uh, there is no motion. It's never been proven. It can't be proven. It's it's poppycock. And if people call claim Coriolis effect, they have a misapprehension of what that even is. It's an apparent deflection. It's not an actual motion. So, sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got you got to learn the basics of physics, guys, before you jump in uh, to something like that. So, uh, anyway, you you I, dealt I, with I mean, that big time already with with uh, uh, our mutual oh, friend yeah. with Rose. Yeah. 
Yeah. I well, mean, the thing is this, though, guys, and I don't interrupt again, but the thing is this, again, we're, we're a lot of us, um, I don't say me, but a lot of people are afraid of jumping in this because we feel like, oh, it's going to hurt our credibility, you know, and that, that's, 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 again, you know, everything we're being lied to on such a grand scale. This, this is the foundation of all lies and, and uh, you know, where there's just this cosmic accident, we're going to need vaccines because we came from this, this, uh, this ball from an explosion from nothing. And this is definitely the foundation of all the lies. And this, the point is they're trying to hide a creator. This yeah. big bang explosion supposedly created this ball earth. And uh, again, this is when the foundation's off, everything else after that is off. And this is so key. That's why someone such as myself and David Weiss really harp on this topic. Well, much like much like scripture, I mean, truth is the same way. You can't simply pick and choose what you like uh, and then ignore the rest. If you're going to follow truth, you have to follow it wherever it leads. And you can't simply just go, I don't like that. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, in any case, you just can't say, well, that's an uncomfortable one for me. So I can't I can't go there because the no, you're going to have to follow the truth and be intellectually honest or you just give up now because, you know, you you. Uh, then you know you're again lukewarm uh, you, you're hot or cold so if you're going to go after truth you got to go after it wherever it leads no matter what right and and whatever the consequences and this means saying that you're wrong because if you learn something new that means your previously held beliefs are mistaken and you have to let go of that right we, so we have a question here i want to get to before we decide to call it uh from a super chat sold out police plus sold out rioters Divided by lost trendy poser protesters equals what? Whomever would script. like to take that. Well, it's script. definitely, yeah, it sounds like a script. Well, I mean, not with everybody. They're, they're following along with what the script is saying. I think sure. the end goal is control and socialism, to put it you know, in, a, in a tight package. Well, if you're, and, trying to, if you're trying to defund the police, understand that something's going to come later. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And so I'm t- so I've said before, if they tell you that, oh, the swamp is clean and they throw a bunch of, you know, 30 or 40 even sort of pedophiles at the top and, and you think that these elites are, 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 are ended and it's going to be a clean sweep, think again, right? Because are the banks still free? Are the banks free yet? No? I'm Rothschild telling, I'm still on them? Whatever, okay. whatever comes after is orders of magnitude worse. So if they're getting rid of the police – Right. This only can mean uh, that that there are some local police, as bad as they might be, who don't want to do bad things to people who live near them. So it's easier and more convenient for them to bring somebody from the outside, the U.N. or Blackwater or whatever private firm to come in. And they have no compunction about putting a bullet in your head or doing whatever is necessary. Right. Right. So local police, they become a liability. Right. If they yeah. want to change things over in a wholesale way, you've got all these sheriffs saying that they won't um, uh, that they won't enforce these uh, lockdown rules or gun grabs. And so if, if these guys are being a liability, then we're going to say, oh, the cops are bad. Let's get the cops out of there. And then I'm telling you, whatever comes next is bad. They're not they're not going to let you be the Wild West. They're, they're not going to, no. um, you, you know, Radio close. 3 Capitol Hill here in Seattle is cool and everything. It's six blocks where they uh, they set aside a part. You can look up Free Capitol Hill. Just Google it. But uh, I'm telling you, whatever comes afterwards is orders of magnitude worse. They are not going to just let it go. I well, it's order out of chaos for sure. And what they want is federal police basically under like one jurisdiction type of thing and streamline it all and uh, basically get rid of the whole uh, local. It's like almost like they eliminated local TV stations and everything is just, uh, you know, you have like, for example, where I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, we had KTV, uh, KTV, uh, KTVU news that was independent. Then I got swallowed up by, uh, you know, one of the big ones. I think it was, I think it was Fox. 
uh, whatever which one it was, they're all swallowed up. And then what they want to do is, uh, you know, basically what it comes down to when you back it up, it's like 9-11 with new laws being implemented. It's always, you know, the order out of chaos uh, from the chaos of crate. When the, when the dust settles, you're going to see new laws imp implemented. Every and time. Uh, it, the norm, it becomes normal. Like you go to the airport, everything they're doing at the airport, it becomes normal, as, um, you know, normal as usual. And what's going to happen after this, when the dust settles, you're going to see uh, more uh, rights taken away, more restrictions as they are now. But again, it's it's just clamping things down and slowly uh, making the slaves more slaves and basically tighten the tighten the grip. Yep. yep, and getting people to ask for it because when they create chaos, then yeah. uh, people say, "Oh, come save us!" Dude, right? ask. It's just, it's they're they're going to be begging for it. They're begging for a vaccine. They're going to beg for yep, yeah. someone to control and the dude, rioting. All of this stuff. And what happens? What happens when they flip off the power and say that the power grid's gone down? Right? People are going to they'd sell their soul for for ten minutes of Wi-Fi. Dude, well, yeah, hours, but wait, right? wait till the economy starts to tank. It hasn't actually happened yet. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to do, and they've and they've been saying clearly that it's going to, and blaming. They've been on saying that from, like you're not almost every day well, in the new in mainstream yeah, news. Yeah, they're yeah exactly. They're coming back and saying, well, it's because you didn't save enough or uh, intense downward pressure. That's a good one. Or the Trump administration, right? They're going to they're blame everybody, uh, but they're saying it plainly that they're going to crash the dollar. Uh, you know, what? So. I, I'm going to I'm going to say this before. Uh, I'm going to say this very important. What I notice throughout history is uh, a lot of these market crashes, stock market crash, the big one in '87 happen and fall things mm -hmm. fall and fall the towers fall leaves fall you yep. know the stock market falls so they they kind of like this concept of fall and things fall things crumble and uh, definitely um i, I don't some, like i don't like doom and gloom but maybe look at september october if something goes down uh historically a lot of times it happens during the that well time. crow points to it all the time it's like again it's not what we believe it's what they believe and, and they certainly are into the sky clock and so yeah uh, they have times that they want to do things uh again it doesn't matter what i believe it doesn't matter whether i'm into it i know they yeah. are right so i can look at their behaviors and say they absolutely uh follow the the times of the sun and so after summer solstice uh solstice whenever it's the strength of the sun they're going to do some stuff then and it's going to come to effect, and it's going to materialize and manifest in fall because of fall. Uh, and and we're going to see some stuff happen. Um, again, I'm with you, RV, all day long. It's like uh, it's not doom and gloom, but you know, failing to have a plan Realism. is planning to fail. Yeah. So so yeah. you better have a plan in place. Uh, what's going to what you're going to do if if you can't go get money from the bank, and if they do turn off the power, right? They're going to force everybody into cities and say we can only provide power in these specific locations and you can't be out here uh in the wild and this is exactly but agenda 21 and rewilding and and all their sustainable garbage um but they're going to push everybody into cities and they're going to make it illegal to be anywhere outside these zones so when they do that you better you better have a plan for what uh what your threshold is and what you're willing to say yes to because uh, yeah. that, that won't be good now wait a second let's yeah. let's talk about that for a moment though this whole thing as far as like the economy, quote unquote, that's for us schleps. The, the bad guys at the top, they don't have to worry about this crap. I mean, even just higher ups no. in the political structure, we've talked about this so many times with like stuff with like with the CAFRA and all that. We know they've got investments in the trillions. They don't have to worry about jack shit. It's us that have to deal with the nonsense. This is all manipulation. Well, over and over, they. They openly say that the billionaires get richer during during downturns because again they they buy you know everything at pennies on the dollar when there's depression. Well, look what they just did with the oil when this when the beer bug nonsense started. Sure, they well, they dropped it into the negatives. The Do you think that they didn't pump and dump with that? They knew it was coming. They probably made a gazillion off of. Yeah, I mean, well, think about that. What, what when does oil clear, go guys? into the negatives? 
All the oil barons, the Rockefellers and all them, they dumped a while ago. Do you think they didn't just make a stupid amount buying it back? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing is, you know, one thing is clear. They're controlling everything from all these psychological operations, uh, the George Floyd, the, you know, every all these big events, you know, they're controlling. And definitely what I'm getting at is they're controlling the stock market, a lot of these falls, it's, it's a lot of these occultic numbers as well. And uh, what it comes down to is they're not concerned about money. They can print all the money. It's about yep. It's all about the control. It's, it's, That's it's, all it's, it is. The money, money, money only. Money means something to, to mostly to the people that don't have it. And that's us. It, to right. them, it's it's just a form of. Uh, to them, it's like monopoly money, and, and they're controlling everything, and we're fighting for it. Right. And they could just print all they want, and absolutely control everything. So, the the way they look at money, the way we look at money, is is a whole different ballgame. And again, it's it's more about money. It's about control. Absolutely. Right. And absolutely. if you're if you're stocking away money for for a rainy day or whatever, I mean, again, it takes money to live. Uh, but if you're if you're hoarding money or food, uh, again, it's the first thing that they're going to take from you, right? Because you're going to need to live. And so when they take power, when when they take everything, or when they force you to get a vaccine or whatever it is, um, all that stuff, man, that's not what you need to rely on. That stuff is going to go away if you don't have your insides together. Um, none of that stuff is going to mean anything. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what's to come? The thing is, I always look at is this. Look, they could they're, they're obviously manipulated our past. They're manipulating our, our current present time, and the future is being manipulated. And it's it's all drawn, uh, it's all mapped out, and uh, everything's going according to plan. You know, all these all these events they're leading us in, into a certain direction. And definitely, they like the concept idea of literally you got a bank account. Um, you know, all your funds are basically electronic. We could just shut you off on on, on a flip of a switch. Um, you know, and that's what they want. You know, people, you know, the old, old way, of course, cash is king. People, you have your money under your mattress. If something goes wrong, you have a bunch of money. And that's one thing is, is they definitely want to have a stranglehold on, on everybody and they're narrowing it down. And this is all part of it. Definitely. Yeah. And they've got a self-identifying, they've got the litmus test out to see who's going to wake up and who's not. And, you know, we've all self-identified. So, uh, again, I mean, we know, well, but we, we should be aware right that uh, we're gonna be the first to be set aside <laughs> I'll tell you right now th th this is like definitely they, they do these tests for example and I'll say it right now flatly pun intended with all these from uh, all these so-called virus outbreaks from SARS uh, to N1H1 uh, Ebola they're, they're all embellished lies hoaxes of course uh, and basically what it comes down to is you know who the slaves are they're the ones wearing the mask the ones wearing the mask these are the ones that they yeah. know like for example if I'm in a store and I see someone not wearing a mask and, and I know I can walk up and talk to them about these things, the ones wearing the mask, forget it. They're the ones that are mind controlled. And here's the thing is, the people that are like literally barricading themselves in their homes, uh, like for example, this one live stream by Flatter Falker, he's in Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> uh, a bunch of truthers were walking outside of this, uh, this large apartment complex and these people were yelling and, and screaming and some people were throwing eggs at them. Say, what are you guys? Are you guys responsible for spreading this uh, virus and this and this and yeah, get an education? You guys are morons, and they don't know these people. Uh, they're literally a um, uh, mental slaves. They're they're already um they're already emotional mental slaves. Now they're physical slaves, barricading themselves in these apartments over this fake phony outbreak. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
in fact, one of the things that uh, I'm going to talk uh, with uh, Rose Triple Seven on the Poppycock Report in the morning is uh, several uh, reports from the same uh, psychological review, uh, supposedly a study uh, that says that people that don't wear the mask are, are psychopaths, uh, and yet I can you know demonstrate that that's absolutely. Uh, th- th- it's just a false report uh, because they couldn't have done it in this period of time, right? To, to have any statistics, uh, scientifically valid, peer-reviewed report would take uh, a period of time that you, you could have to either choose uh, prior knowledge or uh, that it's bullshit. And it's bullshit, of course. They're, they're gaslighting you. Uh, but they're trying to make you seem uh, as though you're, you're a psychopath. You're, you're a danger to humanity if you don't uh, wear a mask. It's, um, uh, again, it's, it's come to, to the place where, as you say, RV, it's a visible sign. Uh, at yeah. this point, uh, of people who are going to follow along. Uh, I, you know, I, for the first time the other day, uh, I had somebody at the post office uh, start yelling at me, you need to wear a mask, Jack. And I was like, <laughs> Watch you me. need to get a grip. You need to get a grip, son. And my name's not Jack. And he's the first person that uh, I've set straight. And, you know, he left before even hitting the counter. He was visibly shaken because I was not putting up with it. Right. I didn't even have to yell at him. Uh, but uh, my, my wife says I read like a cop and I'm like, oh, God, no. Uh, but as <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the farthest thing away from that. But but she does say that uh, I do have a, a, an authoritative look and it's like, well, I don't feel that way. But I certainly am not, um, you know, I'm not I'm not a chicken shit. But well, I happen uh, to know what yeah, you look like a, and was, you're not tiny. <laughs> no, I'm not tiny. Uh, but, yeah, it's the first uh First time somebody had actually tried to call me out. Beyond that, I've gotten a lot of looks and people, uh, you know, run away from me uh, out, out of fear, which has been sad. It's the first time somebody's tried to confront me, and uh, you know, I, I shut them down. But um, you know, it, it is a visible sign uh, of who's following and who's not. And well, uh, I, I will note, guys, um, I may drop at any point. I, my uh, my battery is very low. I had to switch to the iPad and um, to plug a mic in. Of course, I can't charge it while I'm doing it, so it's pretty low. So if I if I suddenly disappear that's why you know a lot of things don't make sense and i apologize for jumping in again here but i have a lot to say about this because i've, I've covered this tremendously on my channel is what doesn't make sense when you go to for example to walmart they have all these shopping carts um they have the six feet you know six feet rule all this stuff but they have the, all these shopping carts uh they're not where i'm at they don't clean them people are just grabbing random carts they're going to a grocery store people are touching the same uh, freezer doors fridge doors but they want this six-foot social distancing. Nothing about what's happening, uh, what they're doing, implementing, uh, makes sense. And I tell people that are terrified about this, you know, well, I say, keep your paranoia to yourself. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, all these so-called celebrities have it. How many have died? Tom Hanks, you have two princes. You have Prince Albert, Prince Charles, all these celebrities, MVP from the uh, the NBA, and, and literally – uh, no, no, no one we know is dying, and it's always oh, I have, I know a friend of a friend, right? Uh, type of thing, and it's always uh, uh, you know, on social media you hear about it, but literally, you know, of course, anybody's checked in a hospital, it's it's going to be labeled uh, a corona, uh, a COVID nineteen, and it's that's that's the that's the uh, the, the the stamp that's going to be put on these people. So if you feel a little, for example, here's the thing too, if you have a little uh, uh, the sniffs. You have a little cough. Oh, I must have corona. Everybody's so paranoid. So, oh, I have a friend that has corona because he has the sniffles now. So it must be corona. That's what's going up. That's what's going around. The big thing is fear, and, and fear obviously, and, and that gets back to um, a very famous um, former CIA um, officer, uh, John R. Stockwell, and he, and he says the the whole function of the CIA is to keep the world unstable, uh, propagandize the public with fear and hate, 
and the fears of Corona, and the hate is the divide and conquer. Right I can now, totally, totally accept that as being what's really going on. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's like they're telling us. They literally tell us what's going to happen before it happens. And that reminds me also of the one UK Secretary of State, uh, Dennis Healy, when he stated uh, years ago, back in the seventies, how he stated world events don't happen by accident. You know, th these things are pulled off by those that hold the purse strings. You know, and they literally tell us, and you show these quotes to people. And they'll just like, oh, it's just a coincidence. I call them coincidence theorists, you know. But everything that's happening, it's just, you know, and all the predictive programming as well with the Simpsons and the family guy with so many things. And everything's just a coincidence to these people. And, uh, again, some people you just got to you gotta plant seeds. But at a certain point, you just got to walk away and say, you know what, these people are just completely programmed. And it's like a, a, a CD-ROM, you know. Once it's pressed, it's done, <laughs> you know, with these people. All right. Well, Baldini's uh, thing died. What did he say? It was yeah, his iPad. I got I to run it. It's at, it's at 1%, so I'm going to run now. Um, love you guys. Take care. And thanks, everybody, for showing up. I'll have, I'll be recharged again for uh, Poppycock Report with Rose in the morning. Take care, guys. Cool. Take Good care. Talk Good night, Baldini. Good talking to you, RV. Hey, take care. Take care, man. Wayne, we'll Thank talk again soon, man. Well, I guess right, we can, uh, yeah, we can wrap one. her up. Russian Vids, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and any uh, last words you want to throw in before we sign off? Yes, thanks so much, Jason. Yeah, you know, my my newest channel is RV Truth. Um, it's about, I don't know, maybe a month and a half old now. Um, yeah, you know, just covering uh, a lot of the topics that are sensitive on live streams. It seems those uh, go more smoothly. N not today, for example. but <laughs> Yeah, but on my channel, usually the sensitive topics I cover on live streams, uh, the videos that I put out, you know, on SpaceX and a, a lot of the uh, occultic stuff um, are just standard videos. And, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Just I just, you know, just keep rolling, moving forward. And here's the big thing is I do not let um, anybody out there, and I hate to say it, even my subscribers influence what I put out. Um, I'm going to put out what I'm going to put out. Um, a lot of times over the years I put out things that a lot of subs do not agree with, but they find out later on. Um, yeah, you know, RV, and I hate to say it, what was right. Uh, I'm human. I make mistakes too. But when I see things for what it is, I'm not afraid to say it. But again, it has to be not something pulled out of thin air. It has to be something concrete and proven through research. And thanks so much again, Jason, for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, brother. And you're certainly welcome back if you're interested. Thank you. And uh, Wayne, what you going to tell us before we say bye-bye? Boy, we ran the gamut of everything tonight. We discussed everything from, you know, wizards and warlocks and, uh, you know, the infighting in the truth community and even uh, the direction that toilets flush. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there's a bit of information we really didn't touch on at some point here. But, uh, yeah, it, just the important thing for the takeaway tonight, guys, uh, trying to get back to what the topic was is uh, – just use your discernment. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to listen to somebody, even if they may be a shill. Hear what they have to say. Look into it yourself. If you really think it might be something that's legitimate, look into it. And, uh, you know, let your discernment be your guide. And you could tell the truth from what may be disinformation or something just through a little bit of uh, research. Put the work in and you can you can know some things. And I think it's important that we know some things. So... That's kind of where we're at. And, you know, all of us here could agree we've been lied to on a colossal scale and we're all just looking to find out what's true and what's not. 
and uh, you know, screw the infighting among the truth community. There's no need for that. We could disagree on things and still be friends. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. let's, let's just keep moving it forward. Well, stated, Wayne, I'll say this too. One last thing I apologize is, you know, when it comes to information, it's, it's like eating a meal. It takes time to, uh, to accept. You've you got to let it process, absor absorb uh, some bad stigmas uh, of truth, you know, like I said, flat earth and a lot of things. And uh, you, you got to give it time and, and, and forget. you got to do a reset when it comes to truth. And that's so very important. And that's what, that's what keeps people locked in a box is, is the, the horrible stigmas put on a lot of truth. That's true, and you have to learn how to unlearn things, too. Yes. And that, that's not something that's easy to come upon because uh, when you've been indoctrinated for so long, it's, that's just how your thought process is. You have to really change how your thought process works and, and think back, hey, is this really the original intent of such and such information? And it, it's a process. It takes time, and it's not something people come to overnight. But I do see some hope out there because there are a lot more people paying more attention to things now than they ever have before with all of this nonsense going on in society. So there's people waking up to uh, a lot of these uh, untruths left and right. So yeah. that, that offers us some hope. So yeah, one, one I last see thing, we yeah. could have a positive direction here from all of it. Well, one thing I'll jump in, the last thing, I apologize, Jason, I'll keep going on and on. Well, one <laughs> thing right. I always try to do, thank you, is, is try to really, uh, you know, we're all human, we all make mistakes, but I really try to limit uh, the bad information because, for example, you could be a tremendous uh, truth uh, uh, speaker and one thing off, they're going to just grab that and, and run with it. And, and they say, oh, see, he was wrong about that. Then it discredits supposedly everything else. So we're really under a microscope. See, these people in science, they could be wrong about everything. Oh, we find out we're wrong about this. This is how it actually is. They get no grief whatsoever. <laughs> but as truth speakers – we are under a microscope, and they are desperate to discredit us. So we have to be so very careful of what we put out. And one thing is like staying away from predictions on, on exact dates, and then it's wrong. Then you, we look like kooks. So yep. we have to be careful the way we present ourselves. It's so very important. No, I'm totally with you, dude. You're, you're, you're right. It's hard because what are we doing, really? We're, we're collecting information, and we're just trying to speculate to the best of our ability, and we're all fallible. We're all human. No one is perfect. We just do the best we can. But – all right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Much love to everyone who was here tonight. Thank you so much for sticking it out with uh, our third time that seemed to work out, thankfully. Uh, tomorrow on Crow 777 Radio, we are releasing uh, an episode with Sayer G. He is uh, considered a health guru, and we had a great chat. So there it is, everybody. I hope you have a great night, and we will see you soon. Take care, everyone.
Thank you. 